and welcome to episode eight of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives. And this week we're going to be talking careers. I'm Jo Merritt. I'm a wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils. I do a few other jobs as well. I'm a single mum to two kids and I live in Surrey in the UK, not far from London. I'm going to be here every week with one of my friends, Serena, who I haven't known that long, but somehow I feel like we met in a previous life. Maybe, yeah, I think that could be true. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm Serena and I am a mummy of five and I run two businesses, one um, as a team leader for Anne Summers and the other as a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach. So I'm also based in Surrey um, and I'm looking forward to chatting with Jo on these podcasts. Okay, people are going to be wondering what's going on. So... Serena is taking over from Charlotte and Serena's going to be my new weekly uh, confidant, shall we say. We're going to chat, aren't we? We All are indeed. Of... I'm sure we're going to find lots to chat about as well. I'm really excited because you have access to so many wonderful women through the social networking that you have set up. So this is going to be fun, fun, fun. Yes, exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about careers, you know, because um, as women um running you know running family families children school runs it's it's, a lot of women change their careers quite regularly don't they they change what they're doing right and this Um, is what I wanted to talk about absolutely yeah yeah and so I'm really excited about chatting just to see you know all the different things that we've done I know are you ready (laughs) you gotta brace yourself I think you should tell me list list your careers what have you done um so well I'm in my 40s so Mm -hmm. (laughs) could be a big list um I have um I started in a chip shop um which wasn't really a career (laughs) um (laughs) when I was younger um so I've always had this work ethic I suppose where um well I've, I've never given up a job and not had a job if that makes sense to okay. go to I've always continued to have something to go on to so I've worked in an office um mm-hmm. where I fi- did filing and things like that I have run my own cleaning company I I have I've, I sell panties um I've um done a child minding business yeah and now I am coaching at the moment so I mean, it's going really wow. well. I'm really loving the coaching. That's amazing. Okay, so you've done things differently. So you worked when you had your children. I've yeah, I've worked constantly. I've yeah, yeah, I've, I have worked. So I did things a bit differently. So I didn't start until um, I left uni, and I was a trainee. Well, no, before I was a trainee journalist, I was um, a good morning Nintendo Consumer Services. <laughs> <laughs> I was a girl answering the phones for Nintendo. Um, and then I got the training that I wanted to be a trainee journalist. And then I worked my way up to the mirror. Oh. And then um, I 
had my daughter and I didn't actually go back to work, although I have done a few little things, but not continuously. So I taught children sing and sign babies because I did it yeah. with mine and I loved it so much. So I decided I'd train and do that. Um, I've done a little bit of PR, which I am toying with the idea of going back to a little bit, dabbling in that. And um, I obviously I teach French now and I also talk about the oils to people. Um, but I think really there was a good stretch of time probably from I reckon when my son was about three or four to about three or four years ago that I didn't work at all. And for me, that was weird. And for people who knew me, that was weird because I had really driven career ambitions. Yeah. Um, but the timing just worked that my husband had um a strange job went to work at night and I needed to be around for the children and I had a contentment enough I think from the children but in the background there was always this sort of feeling that I hadn't finished you know like there was more to accomplish and I was just biding my time do you know what I mean yeah I get that I think night yeah with my some of the jobs that I did they were jobs just to help pay the bills they weren't things that I, yeah. I wanted to be doing um yeah and now I'm actually doing things that I want to be doing things that I'm aligned with that I would do for absolutely free um right right so yeah even though I'm working and you know I put the amount of hours that I put in I, I probably don't earn enough for what I put in but I'm just so passionate about what I'm doing no. at the moment that I don't I'm I, the same. Know, it doesn't bother me at all somebody did ask me that about a month ago if you either if you didn't need the money or um, or if you were getting paid a fortune for the job that you were doing, what would what job would you do? And I was like, well, I'd do this because this is where my passion lies. And I was talking about the oils at the time, obviously. Um, just doing a job where you feel like you're making a difference in somebody's life with something that you believe in so strongly and you adore, I can't imagine what would make anybody happier than doing a job in that way. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is I get to empower women on a daily basis to feel more confident yeah. and I get to see their growth um and watch them blossom and it's just it's absolutely amazing and to, to just be able to help and support and change somebody's life in that way um mm -hmm. it's you know it's a, it's a gift isn't it to have it's a blessing yeah I never really understood the kind of the terminology of vocation or yeah calling I I, I did, it didn't it didn't resonate with me I didn't know what it meant I understood the concept but didn't know what it really meant and now I do yeah yeah. It's funny what you said at the beginning, though, because this is the reason that I wanted to do this podcast. And I hadn't said to you, so it's interesting that you said it. It's exciting talking to women because women do tend to have such varied career paths in their lives. Quite often if they've had children, obviously. Yeah. But you'll speak to somebody who can have had a completely different career or work environment before having children than they have after having children. And I think that's exciting. Yes. I think I've, I mean, I, what I do, I speak to lots of different women um, and we mm. do, even though I'm a body confidence coach, we do talk about, you know, where they're going and what they're lacking in confidence in. And a lot of the time it, they, yeah. they think it's their body. That's where the, their first issues lying in their head. They don't feel comfortable in themselves. But when you get to that right. underlying the problems, a lot of the time it can come from a career and it can come from where wow. they've had children. And they don't want to go back. They're, you know, they're, they're coming to yeah, the end of yeah. maternity leave. And although they absolutely loved the job that they were doing, they yeah. don't want to lose that time with their children anymore. And it's making the choices um, and 
feeling confident in being able to say actually I'm going to I'm gonna I'm not gonna go back there right now I'm gonna take a break I'm gonna do something else to help pay for the bills or have that bit of spending money um and then I'll when I'm ready I can go back and and do that and a lot of women it's interesting because you just touched on so many different things there because it, it is frightening making those changes or having the courage to say I don't want to do that anymore even if like you say you loved it yeah I think isn't it for me I've got five children so um it was different every time so with my first my first Nathan I I I kind of worked around everything around him at the time Uh um with my second I went to work full-time and my husband stayed home and he became the house husband and Uh I did the full-time job um great and that was really good fun then we had um I don't even know which one we had after that. I've got too many. <laughs> yeah, I had Layla and I started my, that's when I started to work with children when I had Layla and that's where I, I felt I was being called to um, and I did right. all my qualifications and I worked in a nursery and I could take her to work with me. So she just came to work with me. I worked full time. She came with me Perfect. and yeah. that con- that continued until like recently. Um, and then I just did cleaning in between, you know, if we were going on holiday um, or anything sure. like that, I did the cleaning in between. But I've never... I've, I've never had to have childcare. I've always worked around my children. So I think that's why I've always right. continued to do what I'm doing. Apart from obviously when I worked full time, but then my husband took care of, of them. So Sure. But so did you ever have the feeling that you were scared of making a career change? No. I, I'm, did you not? No, I think I, well, I never really, apart from my child, the, the childcare, um, I never really, it was all just little odd jobs to start off with. Um, so I never really felt like I had found what I was looking for um so I wasn't really right. worried too much about what I did you see for me each time I've made a career change it's been something I've been so passionate about that I think I'm scared I because I do get very very scared very fearful that I'm not up to the job that I can't do it even though I've never let that stop me and I push through and I always do I've always had I've carried that with me the beginning of a job a new job for me or a new career always terrifies yeah me. I think uh, it's definitely like I, I notice it a lot through my clients that that comes that come that fear comes from making those changes and we all know really deep down inside that it's all going to be okay and even if we don't know mm. the job we're gonna we're gonna learn while we're on the job or, or whatever but you just don't right. ever want to be, you don't ever want to come across as if you don't know what you're doing, do you? You want to make sure that you look like you know what you're doing and, and feel professional in what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. And I I think this imposter syndrome thing, women experience a lot more than men. Or having said that, I've spoken to a man recently who said everybody, he thinks it's just a human um, trait that every human being in the world we live in today is always doing a job that they think somebody's going to turn around and say, what are you doing? Get out. Come yeah, on, you're, you're not, you, you're no, so, I've got somebody that can do that better or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do genuinely think women feel it more from having spoken to a lot of women. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. What should make us feel integrally that we aren't up to something? I suppose it it's could weird. just be like the pay, you know, the pay difference as well. Um, um, where we we get paid a bit less than the men for doing like the same job, and I suppose for a woman there's that much more pressure to be more competent and to show that she can do it just or to as, prove yeah, themselves, kind of prove themselves almost. that they are just as worthy to be on that same pay you know, pay cut or whatever. Yeah, it's weird because it's not something that I ever thought about consciously. I mean, certainly back in the day, it wasn't even something that people spoke about very much. It's only today we're a lot more aware that women are not getting paid as much as men. 
Um, well, it's not. Obviously, back in the sixties, and they made the film about it, but it wasn't something that my mum spoke about, no. or it was wasn't talked about amongst friends. And they didn't really. You know they I mean? they were more homely, weren't they? As well, as <laughs> sounds really bad, but um, our parents yeah. kind of they were home doing the housework, making the dinner, and we do do that as women. But we are, I think, we are definitely more career driven than like our parents yeah. or whatever. I seem to remember my mum kind of talking about her job as a very much a bit part role, you know, like a pin money role for many, many years. It was only really once we grew up and she could throw herself into the into the role that she was in. That's when it became more regarded as her career. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I, don't, I, don't, I can't put my finger on or get to the bottom of what what it is that makes women doubt themselves so much in in chopping and changing because let's face it it's not like our dad's generation where if you chopped and changed a job or a career you were frowned upon we live in a world today where it's expected that you move roles quite a lot it's seen as good it's seen as uh, you know you're thriving yeah. as a business person so I don't know what it is that makes makes women in general feel like they aren't up to it do, do you see what yeah, I'm saying I get it I get it um as well with like whether and summers because obviously i i i build a team i'm a, a team leader so i have a team of women that work for me and i get a lot mm-hmm. that the women that are coming in they're not thinking of mm. it as being a business where they're going to make a full-time wage it's just right. it's just a little bit of pocket money a little bit of pin money here and there sure. like a hobby that pays. yeah um, and they have fun and you know but they never really seem to those women that come in that way they never really seem to push themselves to be earning even though that earning potential is there for them sure um but there definitely is something isn't there there's a mindset that's holding us back I agree on the whole yeah it's interesting it's really interesting I wonder whether I wonder whether there's something very very deep in us that as as women who majority of whom do go on and have children whether they see that as some sort of stumbling block subconsciously. Yeah, yeah I think. I think, um, yeah, because it's usually the ladies that, with, that have had the babies that are more um, insecure, isn't it? It's the women who they're not really sure. Mm. Or maybe they feel fearful that if they are career-driven and they go off for their career and they've got children, they'll be frowned upon because they're not home doing the mum the mum right and then right then you hit on that thing that I hear all the time with working mums that you don't ever feel like you do anything yeah. properly you feel like you're not giving your all as a parent but you're equally feeling like you're not giving your all in the workplace that could be it because that's what I hear a lot from people feeling like they don't feel like they're doing a good job I'm sure nobody externally ever looks at them and feels that they're not doing no, a good it's job all, yeah it's all internal it comes from within it's all just mindset <laughs> always um and right. that again could come from um, you know, come from their parents and how their dads perceived their their mum's jobs at the time. Conditioning, so, yeah, it right. could be. It could have. It could be. It's come from generation generation. So I know my nan, my nan and granddad. My granddad earned all the money, and my nan used to clean in the school um, of a right. afternoon, like when everybody finished school. Um, but that was her. Just that was more just for social. It wasn't really. You know, she, yeah, to get yeah, her out of the house. Exactly, just to go out and, and be a bit social. And she never went anywhere. She never sure. went shopping without my granddad. She never she never went like to the pub or any or bingo or anything. She was always with my granddad. And it wasn't that my granddad ever stopped her from doing it. It was just their generation and how I mean, you're right. We're only really two generations away yeah. from that, aren't we? And it would be interesting to talk to our children's yes. children and see if the further away they get from, from you know, that era. Because it is, it is subliminal conditioning. I, th- I think 
you know, we grew up with TV programs where the mums stayed at home and, and or they might have had a bit part job. And and I do think for women of our age, we've seen it. We grew up in Thatcher's generation. You know, we saw the women. We see the women today, the, the you know, um, the Bradys go on and, and have these amazing careers. But I still think that we're tied almost to that. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. I think it is definitely, yeah, it's definitely coming from that subconscious mind um, and it's been conditioned yeah. into us. Um, definitely. I- it is interesting, though, isn't it, about having having your children? Because I was reading up on this a couple of weeks ago. Mothers certainly bring to the workplace, they bring to the pot so much so many transferable skills that you gain from being a parent absolutely yes i mean it's a job that nobody knows how how they're gonna it's a scary job isn't it to start off with you never know how you're gonna cope with it the hardest job i have ever had absolutely in my life. yeah I... and i worked for Piers Morgan. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why i went and did it five times <laughs> i should have learned the first time Crazy. no I love children and that's why I went into the childcare role because I absolutely adore children. And when I had to give up doing the childminding, it did break my heart, um, you know, I, to have to leave the children. But we still, I still get sure. to see them. Um, they, you know, oh. I get FaceTimes from them. One of the little children that I looked after lives in Australia. And um, oh he my comes, gosh. when they come on holiday over here to visit their family, they come and see us every, you know, every time they come. And that just makes me know that, it makes me feel so good you were I know part of that, that i'm part of their right. family i'm always going to be part of their family and i, I was yeah. doing a good job because they wouldn't come all the way from oz to come see me otherwise <laughs> exactly um so yeah. yeah even though you have to make the changes sometimes and you never know what's going to happen you've just got to be sure of yourself that it's going to work out it's going to be okay and it's that positivity isn't it like you said earlier it's that mindset so it's looking at change and seeing the positives in it so in other words if you've had to make a career change for whatever reason or you've chosen to you don't it's not a door that closes behind you or a wall that goes up you everything you learned from that previous job you take yeah absolutely you've got those skills you've got that skill set you can apply it you can adapt it sure so if I spent eight years at home raising my children I've got negotiation skills and I've got skills to juggle I've got patience well sometimes (laughs) anyway (laughs) But right, you're going to take all that with you. So really, life experience is almost as, if not more important, than experience that you've gained on in an actual job position. Yeah, absolutely. Position. And I homeschool my children, even even outside of isolation. I homeschool my children. Sure. And that's one of the you crazy crazy <laughs> bit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's one of the key things for me. Is some of the stuff they learn in school is is you know they're never going to use it again yeah. it's they, they have they get pressured into no. doing it I know my 18 year old when she was doing her GCSE she was pressured into doing subjects that that she wasn't excelling in yeah. she didn't want to do but the other subjects that she was they were putting so much pressure on the ones that she didn't really need and they weren't going to make any difference to what she was going to do in college or go on to university with um that her other subjects started to suffer because she didn't it's interesting you say that because my daughter did her GCSEs last yeah. summer and um, she made a decision to actually abandon effort in two of her subjects. And I yes, so did I. Because the subjects she was talking about were subjects that were never going to be used in her life. And she said, I can now focus 
on the yeah, ones that and that's matter. what I said to her the ones that the, the yeah. obviously they need the English and their maths and 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 then their key whatever it is that they are thinking they're going to go ahead and do sure. work hard in them I and, and her teacher used to phone me um up and say you know she's not she's not practiced she's not done her homework and I and I would say that's because I've told her not to and she'd be like what yeah <laughs> and I'd be like she's not she's not gonna get a c or above in it it's not happening so I don't want her to concentrate on that I want her to concentrate on the work that's gonna that's gonna help and support her and the skills that she learns at home and the skills that she's putting into place so she's got five or she's one of one of five so she's got four siblings I was child minding she's going into a child care career she's going to uni in September to do um, a, a degree in child in early years so everything she was learning at home and, you know, that she was learning yeah. with me was more important than the two subjects that she wasn't doing well in. Sure. And she's learned skills. Yeah. So she's already got a head start in those areas because you're saying like, Yeah, absolutely. The life experience has helped her way more than the two subjects that she didn't need to do in, in school. So, I know what you mean. I mean, I do feel, I, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before. I feel that um, really we should be, as a gender, more confident because I think women are far more adaptable because of the kind of things they go through the changes that happen in their in their bodies in their lives the men yeah I and I feel women you know I feel like women naturally are, are a species that are much more capable of adapting to different yeah job roles. absolutely and and this I think we've got that maternal we obviously that maternal um side to us as well which helps us um with everything as yeah. well um I know, like, I can juggle. They, they say, don't they, that, that, that women are really good at multitasking. However, I did I did read somewhere <laughs> that actually we're not multitasking because even though we are multitasking... No, it, no. We had this conversation. I did this oh, on did the podcast you? recently. <laughs> multitasking really no. isn't a thing, except we, as a species, I think are capable of having a lot of balls in yeah. the air at the same time yeah I think that's where you're coming if you're, from, right? if you're cooking the dinner and you're looking after the kids yeah. at the same time or doing something you're not got your eye on the kids the whole time have you because you're cooking the dinner but um if you stop to right cook the dinner to look I after used to the kids the dinner's gonna a burn baby, cook dinner <laughs> yeah yeah I would breastfeed a baby cook dinner and have a toddler running around and making sure she wasn't like you know yeah. banging into anything but we weren't doing a, fo- a full because job on and- each one of those things because our mind was in all different things so we weren't really multitasking we were just putting a little bit of effort right but you don't have a choice do you right when that baby's screaming and that toddler's like heading no towards no the <laughs> yeah You're like, ah. I know what you mean I think that we what I'm when I say adapting I think what I mean is we we go through puberty like boys do and then boys generally as a whole stay as that point and they might get a job and they might switch jobs but they generally expect themselves to be in, in yeah. within work for the rest of their life working lives women if they're thinking they want to have children I'm not saying you know every woman should but if they are somebody who wants to have children you go through puberty you go through an education you go through a career path, you then stop, you have children, then you have to combine maybe going back. Maybe you don't, maybe you make adjustments, you stay home and that's a big change. Then you have to go back at some point. So you've got all those continual adjustments that you're making. Yes, yes. and also yeah. if they do go back um, after maternity leave, sometimes their, their job role isn't quite the same, even though it should be. And yeah. they've kind of got that yeah. emotion or or whatever, and then that makes them feel like they're not worthy. They're not they're not good enough to. And right. then then their changes start happening. And I think that's where women 
end up when they've gone back to work when, and then they leave. I think yeah. that's the kind of thing that's happened to them. Um, well, my sister had this conversation when she went through her divorce last year. She has worked for um, a corporate company all her life, all her adult life. She's got two children. She did take time off, but not a great amount of time. But she still acknowledges that there's she's nowhere near where she would have been had she not had children or had she had. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And I, when I was um, when I had my Theo, my fourth child, I went back. I, I did go back after maternity to the, the, the preschool that I was working in. And um, uh-huh. I was there full time and I went back just like three days a week to start off with. Um, yeah. All my key children like I, I had had been given to other people. Right. Obviously, while I was on maternity, but I wasn't getting the quality back of the key. I wasn't getting that responsibility back. And then I get kept getting told it's because you're only here for three days. Um, but that was their choice right, to put right. me on for three days. And then my sure. I wanted to do my level three in childcare at the time. But because I was only on three days, mm-hmm. I couldn't do the level three because I wasn't doing enough hours. And it just right. held me back. And in the end, that's why I ended up childminding. Because in the end, I was just like, do you know what? I can do this by myself. Yeah. I'm capable of doing my level three. I'm capable of doing this. Right. I'm going to go and I'm going to start my own childminding business. Um, so what that situation actually breeded was, yes. was resilience and was and, and, capability. And a massive pay rise. I can do this. <laughs> right yeah yeah because obviously and I I wasn't working with anybody else so that it was it was me and Ofsted and and that was it and so as long as I was doing what I needed for Ofsted and you know the children were happy and the pair obviously the parents I would liaise with but I didn't have another staff member and I was doing the job of a whole nursery by myself um and capable and yet you would maybe not have taken that that jump that plunge had that situation a feeling misplaced no, I would not have. Arisen, I would have stayed right? I would have stayed where I was um but it was just that the, yeah. the thing that got me was the fact that they told me I couldn't do the the child care level that I had been promised I was going to be able to do um and that's what got me I was like no way and I and I, I handed my notice it's like a red yeah. rag to a ball <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted it's my funny, children know that they can achieve circle. anything they put their minds to right that nothing should hold them back exactly exactly because I was about to say we've come full circle in the conversation because you're talking about the fact that the change made that made you make that leap make that jump and yet what I was saying to you at the beginning of the conversation was that I'm I am always fearful of change now I often push myself to do it but really I have to adapt the mentality a lot more that change always brings opportunity Mm -hmm. right and if I look at it that way, that's a positive. Yes. That's exciting. Rather than seeing it as fear and nerves, it should be, I'm about to jump off and it's going to yes. be exciting. And you never know what the adventure is going to bring you. No, I know. That's, that's how I'm going to think from now on, I think. I have to see things that scare me, scare me because yes. they're exciting and we don't know what. Yeah. And, and, if, you, and if you yeah. lived in and your comfort zone is. fully, nothing's ever going to be exciting. Nothing's going to change. You're never going to adapt. You're never going to no. um, meet new people because you're staying in that bubble. You need to push out of that bubble to be able to make those changes and um, have that Indeed. excitement in your life. It has to come from that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone a little. It doesn't have to be a lot, does it? It can just be a little. I feel excited now. I'm going to go down and check the job I love that. Well, we don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm really excited. I think this is going to be We've fab. Had, uh-huh. Trying to get an edge, a word in edgeways is going to be fun. <laughs> <than the laughs> <either of us. laughs> we are a chatty bunch. A chatty bunch here. 
We are. But, we are. Um, it's going to be fun when we get out, actually, and we can do yes, this face-to-face and, sometimes. Yes, and it's I think what good. we should do, we should do a podcast. I think everybody would love it, but we should do a podcast on, you know, when we were younger, because we're the same age. Right? You're, you're, well, we're in our 40s, and so we were... <gasps> I don't think we are the same. We're not a lot older. We're, a lot I'm, I'm, I mean, you're only a couple of years older. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I think Good. I think right, we've then. had we Phew. would have had the same kind of you know youth, and that would be fun. What yeah, we we should brainstorm that. <laughs> what we got okay. up when we were younger. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that next week. Brilliant. When we were young, and that old-fashioned music rolls in, the tumbleweeds <laughs> go by. <laughs> Right. Okay, guys, it's been fab. I hope that you get involved. We'd like feedback from as many of you as possible about this because I think it's a really big one that affects well, ninety nine point nine percent. Absolutely, yeah. I think there's going to be lots of conversation going on. Good. Excellent. Join in, guys. Until next time, go and get more. <laughs>